AudioSnow.com presents Tales of Intriguement. This time, the original short story of Crows of Hunger. Read by Zane Wind and written by Josh Virilon. Happy listening. A day of hauling water from this well seems backbreaking, but such burdensome production is all too familiar to me. Since being able to walk, my hands have held a tool of some sort. At two years old, my mother and father died, leaving me and my sister Elizabeth to be raised by our grandfather, Jacob, on his farm. <laughs> if you'd hear that name, He'd surely signed three more farm chores for referring to him in such a familiar way. Truth be told, Elizabeth and I were ever to only refer to him as Mr. Braun, or Braun Sr., as Jacob was also my father's name, a name that should not be uttered within earshot. Mr. Braun, you see, surely felt some guilt for the death of my father, his son. Why, you ask? Well... The cause of my parents' deaths have never been revealed to us. However, our dear, overbearing grandfather's harsh food rationing may have been the main culprit. Eighteen years since my parents' deaths, with hands leathered in age well past eighteen, the farm seems as productive as ever. Bountiful crops from corn to fruit trees grow in abundance on this sixty-acre piece of land. 60 acres might as well be 1 million, for you see, neither my sister nor I have been allowed to venture within eyesight of the farm's boundaries. Chores and beatings from the firm hand of grandfather keep two curious kids well in line. So hard we've worked, and so hungry. Our frail bodies barely manage to stay positive side of starvation. Ah, oh, yes. I see your curious brow. Why on such a bountiful farm would food need to be rationed? If you listen closely, you can hear the cause of our malnourishment. There, do you hear? The faint chorus of coos, rattles. You surely hear them. The ever-present grating caws and clicks from beyond the tree line. It's them you hear. The feathered army of thousands of crows. They sit perched in the branches, cockily calling for a meal. Sure, they could eat the odd locust or random bits a crow might eat. But these, my friend, these crows, have grown accustomed to the finer offerings of our farm. Mr. Braun, you see, has a fondness for them. Elizabeth says Grandfather has always encouraged the crows to come to the farm, and has been doing so ever since at least she can remember. Her being five years older than I, she has witnessed the oppressive old man feeding them mountains of precious food that otherwise would be gorging our bellies. Why haven't the two youths risen up and overtaken the geezer yet, you might ask? Well... 
Lean, scraggly muscles are not fit for a vault. But after 18 years, nearing a birthday where one can legally drink, the winds of change seem to be stirring. However, this well has kept our attention for far too long. Lest grandfather grow suspicious, a return to the farmhouse is imperative. The farmhouse door creaked with age upon the turning of the knob. Flooring planks echoed each step of heavy boots. Ah, it's Mr. Braun come to inspect. Have you finished for today, boy? He said. That arrogant look on his face lingered with grim tone, as if to warn against answering with anything but affirmative. I gritted my teeth and forced my words. Yes. The gray-haired fossil dropped into his favorite chair with a flop before bellowing for my sister. Elizabeth! barked the old man. She obediently came into the room as quickly as she could muster. Her gaunt face misled her true age. Only five years my senior, but looking ten years older than that, her body was less able to absorb the daily punishment of grandfather's bitter chores, a food collection, and preparation for the crows. Sir, she said meekly. The crows? Have they been fed? Asked Grandfather. Elizabeth nodded her head slightly. Our answers were enough for our absolutist kin to allow us our meager portions for the day. He arched his head back toward the direction of the counter, signaling for us to grab our pre-allocated fare. Like a dutiful dog, Elizabeth humbly took a plate as if honored to be bestowed with such a feast. The look of disgust upon my face was surely obvious as I reached for my plate. Boy, said the old man sternly. After years in this environment, that tone was still enough to make me freeze in place and answer accordingly. Mr. Braun. Grandfather placed his wrinkled but robust hands upon the arm of his chair and gripped firmly as he lifted himself up. Even at age 70, he was still an opposing figure, although his presence has been waiting for years now. We all knew it. I found a crow today whose head had been lopped off, he said with an accusing eye. Now, of course, a dead crow was only a benefit for the farm, one less crow for Elizabeth and me to slave away for. My head shook in disagreement, knowing where this line of thinking was headed. You did this, he asked, but more so telling me. He stomped toward my direction as his bony accusatory finger pressed sternly in my chest. My head shook while no word was uttered. Why do I grow anxious of this ancient overlord? Fear, most likely, for what punishment were to come next. Once Mr. Braun had made a decision, there was no other verdict. I found a bloody shovel in the shed, boy, he said with anger. A sheepish hang of the head was all that I can muster. Although, oddly, a feeling of relief began to flourish as it felt good to be found out. Was the shovel left in plain view on purpose so you could see? 
See what was done to your beloved crow? Of course this could not be said out loud. The punishment for that would have been too great. Regardless, the old man took my plate of food and quickly washed it down the sink. Elizabeth's eyes hung with sadness, but my eyes could do nothing but gaze coldly down the drain. Don't touch the crows, yelled Mr. Braun. His anger burst forth as if the gates of Tartarus unleashed the wicked back upon the earth. For nearly five minutes, he barraged the room with such acrimony until, in order to relieve the discomfort of this humiliation and hunger, I retired to my quarters. All that enmity over the death of a crow, a black feathered misery intent on draining our resources greedily for the betterment of their murder. <laughs> a murder. Of only one obsidian avian has caused the old man such great pain. And yet, being the cause of his emotional irritation has given a slight comfort indeed. But if one dispatching of a crow could bring delight, imagine if multiple slangs were to take place. <laughs> this gleeful chuckle must be suppressed, for Mr. Braun is still awake. Calmly, my hand closed tighter on the door to my bedroom so that careful details could be planned in peace. Without the watchful eye of Grandfather, nor the curious innocence of Elizabeth imposing. Yes, Elizabeth. One would hate for Grandfather to accuse her of the dead being plotted. The old man shall not expect her of being an accomplice after he's assigned morning chores. If she is tasked away from what is outlined, then if things go awry, Mr. Braun wouldn't consider taking out his rage on her. This shall be my scandal and mine alone. <laughs> With this jubilance, it, it fills my stomach almost to the point of extinguishing the hunger. A hunger that with any luck by tomorrow will no longer be known. But for now, sleep comes and by morning it starts. Boy, Elizabeth, morning assignment time, Mr. Braun called. The dawn started much as every day. Grandfather's list of chores was extensive. The farm was huge and required many diligent hours of near non-stop work to ensure proper care and harvest of the homestead was done. Elizabeth, tend to the feeding of the crows. Spread forth our bounty around the perimeter of the fields. Damn it. Feeding the crows was the responsibility I sought for the day. Laborious and demanding, compiling various crops into bundles that the crows can get at easily was precisely the catalyst needed for my plan. Boy, you shall mend fences and chop wood for fires, tasked Mr. Braun. Had the old man taken pity on me for sending me off without supper? Tedious and still demanding, chopping wood and fixing fences didn't require nearly the physical exertion of hauling thousands of pounds of food across the vast acreage. A snarl formed on my lips as the chance for executing such a delicious deed began to fade. A panic stirred within. 
was the old man suspect of my plot. Hey, how could he? The planning was done in silence. No, he was not so clever as to read intent. His smug gait mocked us as he began to walk away. As if to proclaim loudly across the fields that he was in charge, he was in command. He dictated what to do. For on this plot, he was God. And we were nothing more than clay to mold to the desire of his wishes. But this clay has some grit within that he had not accounted for. A free will of its own about to speak out boldly against his authority. Mr. Braun, sir, allow me to feed the crows today, as Elizabeth is far too weak to complete the task, I requested. Turning, his head over one shoulder, then his whole body, the old man paused. Is he shocked by the request? Has my appeal caused his faint heart to flutter from the audacity of humble clay to petition to become something more? As long as it gets done, it doesn't matter. He said. A humble bow disguised my true intent of defiance. Stupid old man. With a nod from Elizabeth, thanking me for taking on the more difficult task, everyone departed for their daily duties. Elizabeth gathered some tools and an axe and headed for her assignments. Grandfather disappeared to maintain some equipment, as always. Sweats of anticipation began to bead on my forehead as I headed for the barn. The barn, large with faded red paint cracked the lawn's exterior, and has housed many things through the years. Varnishes, small tractors, tools, food crops, and most importantly for today, chemicals. It really was convenient grandfather built such a large storehouse that could accommodate such a wide variety of items. Firstly, the waiting food. Bags of dried crops, stored harvest of corn, grains, jarred fruits and vegetables of many varieties. So much food. As much could feed several families for months on end. But no, this has to be allocated to the crows. Filthy devils. You hear them now gathering, don't you? They call in the trees, assuming their feast come don't worry, my lovelies. You'll soon be fed. Bags of food are heavy, but are easily torn open with a pocket knife. Their contents are easily poured into a large feeding attachment. Soon, several hundred pounds of foodstuff waited in the grind mixer to be taken to the crows. A good first trip, one of many, but one must not forget the special seasoning for my concoction. My steps hastened to the near side of the barn where shells of copious amounts of detergents, poisons, and synthetically created mixtures lingered. My heart pounded. If the old man were to catch me now, surely a beating like none other waits. Searching over the choices, my eyes darted over labels. My eager hands grasped at bottles I knew to wreak havoc on living things bleach, a little rat poison, and some antifreeze for good measure. And of course, to mask the taste a bit. 
The slow glug of the bottles as their contents emptied into the mixer were like music to my ears. The gentle chorus grew with each bottle poured. A new chemical was as if conducting a new section of orchestra to join in. And soon the symphony reached a crescendo with the draining of the last bottle into the food mix. The fumes danced around the tractor as the button was hit to begin infusing the deadly cocktail with the food for the crows. The key to the tractor quivered in my hand as it turned to spark the engine. No one has noticed a thing. As I pulled into the daylight from the cloaking privacy of the barn, smiled, partly at first, but then full on, once climbing over a few hills and into the orchids where the first squawking hundreds of birds sat in wait. Their displeasing screeches wiped clean the once sweet melody that only moments ago had waltzed over my ears. A cold glare wiped my face as I now began to unload the food. A quick flip of the switch opened the door on the mixer, allowing the toxically fatal crow cuisine to be unleashed upon the ground. That's it. Eat it all up, you greedy little things. Soon it will be gone, and so too will the cause of our self-imposed famine. There was no containing my grin as the first crow showed signs of illness. He twitched and cackled fiercely for about a minute as his oblivious counterparts continued to gorge themselves with all the restraint of a glutton. More and more birds soon suffered the same fate. But no time to admire the work, quickly back to the barn to make a second batch. Just like before, the mixture came into existence. And just as before, I went out to another area of the farm where the crows waited. And like before, this batch too was successful. Again, a pleasing smile of accomplishment crossed my face. Bolder now, as again I repeated this errand and again and again. Hours passed, and each new batch dispatched the foul creatures as before real knack of extermination had been developed as each mix became more and more natural to me. Was my expertise in lethal romance as good as any mad scientist in the books? Dr. Jekyll, Dr. Frankenstein, Dr. Moreau? No, for my experiment is strictly for good. Soon you'll see all this pear fruit I am saving the family. Yes, even grandfather, Mr. Braun. You see, we will all be able to eat proper for once. The madness from this hunger will too fly away like the problem of the crows. The crows no longer will be feasting upon our hard work. Do you hear them now? Fainter and fainter. Their once overwhelming drone of cause slowly dies out as each second another bird drops dead. <laughs> Come, let's meet Elizabeth and Grandfather 
and tell them of our good deeds. A huge weight has been lifted from my shoulders as the task that once seemed so defiant and daunting now lay complete. The warm purr of the tractor, the only noise heard throughout the farm. And with the turning of the key, switching off the engine, now peace and quiet for once in many years. There are no cause, no clicks, no jarring rattles. Boy! bellowed the angry voice of Mr. Braun. Elizabeth came running from her chores as well, clearly to thank me for finally ending our nightmare that the crows cast over our farm. The crows! he yelled. From the tractor defiantly and triumphantly, I stood. The old man's ire was to be expected. His beloved crows had been extinguished. Jacob, what have you done? cried Elizabeth. Do they not see? Do they not hear? Freed us from malnutrition is all I've done. The old man's thick hands grabbed around my collar and shook with a force that was clearly intended to frighten life from one's soul. But I, I was no longer intimidated by his harsh treatments. With a newfound strength, I broke free his clutches and stood in a mutinous manner, ready to dethrone the king of the farm. The ground broke <clears throat> dust as the old man's body went tumbling to the ground by my hand. My chest grew as I near ready to claim the farm and declare our long suffering over. But then, a strange hum. A disturbing echo rang across the farm. Our heads turned in every direction to see a dark cloud approaching. You fool! The crows were the only thing keeping them away! wailed the old man. Elizabeth's eyes widened and her mouth dropped with fear. They're coming, she said. My bewilderment left me in a daze. A weak murmur left my lips. They? Don't you see? The crows were keeping the locust of destruction at bay. We fed the crows to enjoy them around the property. Their insatiable food drive was all that was keeping the apocalyptic insects at bay. They've devoured the world. Why do you think I never let you go beyond the far? And now they'll eat the last remaining scraps of food, including us. The thunderous drone of the locust wing beats grew even louder as they began to land and creep over every living thing on the farm. The crops, the trees, the grass, gone within seconds. And now we can see these locusts clearly. Not just an amorphous cloud, but giant eight-inch-long ravenous grasshoppers with an appetite to rival any crow. We were feeding them to keep them alive. To keep us alive. What have I done?
This has been a presentation of AudioSnow.com's Tales of Intriguement, the original story of Crows of Hunger, read by Zane Wind, and written by Josh Virla. Additional music of Long Note 2 by Kevin McLeod. Copyright AudioSnow.com. Thanks for listening.